Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the How You Read Geek podcast, episode number 96, with the return of Meg Sunga. Uh, so super excited to have Meg back. She's such a great uh, guest, uh, super fun, uh, great conversation we had here, uh, kind of picking up where we left off last year when she was on the show. Uh, she has since uh, uh, last year, uh, she finished the season, uh, the inaugural season of the uh, podcast that our good friends at Presence uh, were producing, and has also launched her own podcast in retrospect. Uh, so definitely go check it out. Very awesome uh, storytelling on her show that she's uh, helping to facilitate exploring uh, the stories of queer and trans people of color. So um, just really genuine, authentic, uh, and really relevant stories there. So uh, really appreciate her committing to that work full time. You can support her work uh, with the links down in the show note for her Patreon. But uh, just really glad that we were able to have this conversation and you all are able to uh, benefit from it as well. So uh, after this brief message from our sponsor, this is episode number 96 with Meg Sunga. This episode is sponsored by Degree.me, a one-stop college research tool for students. If you work for a college or university, you'll want to learn all about their ability to connect you with the right students at a budget-friendly price. To find out more, please visit Degree.me slash H-E-G. All right. I am super excited to have you back onto the show, Meg. Uh, it's been about uh, a year since you were on uh, last season, so excited to, to catch up and hear uh, what's been going on for you. Certainly, it's been, I mean, just for the entire world, a pretty eventful uh, <laughs> year. So um, why don't you just kind of start uh, there? You know, we'll, we'll link out to your prior episode, but, you know, since, uh, you know, it was roughly September 2019 when we last spoke. So kind of what, what's been going on for you and your professional journey uh, and what you're working on? And we'll dig in with some of that stuff as we uh, get going here. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Thank you, Dustin, for having me back. Like, I can't believe it's been a year. <laughs> um, <laughs> Let's see. Last time we chatted, I was just starting um, a new podcast for Presence, the higher ed tech company that we had met through. Mm -hmm. um, and oh gosh, like that was a whirlwind in of itself because I was still learning all these things and I was kind of in the thick of it really when we had our conversation. Um, and then fast forward to spring semester. Spring was like, okay, we're going to get ready for conference season, a big NASPA. We're usually a big presence at all of these like national conferences. And then COVID happened. And so whatever I was working on for any of those things just fell to the wayside, as pretty much everyone's lives did. Mm -hmm. um, and I started... Um, Presence-wise, I was working on some webinars. Personal-wise, I started really ramping up to launch my own podcast, um, which we'll talk obviously um, here in a second. But um, what happened was was I had found myself um, finding more and more passion for my side hustle, the new show, um, and also getting ready to um, make a move to Orlando. Um, uh, this summer. And so all of these things were kind of already pushing forward. And then the pandemic happened. And then um, the most recent protests with Black Lives Matter happened and the death of George Floyd and the protests with Breonna Taylor. And all of this combined in a whirlwind of life. And I just had to sit down and figure out, like, what do I really want to do? Because I think I alluded to in our last conversation, and if anyone um, knows my social media, it's like I'm a very big social justice um, advocate and activist. Mm -hmm. 
And with everything that was happening, and my show is, you know, for queer and trans people of color, specifically the guests that I have on. It's not for just that audience, but that's the focus of my guests. Um, I just felt like it was my time to to take that leap and to move into a space that I could really commit every single day to the work I do. Even if it's a creative work, it's still fulfilling and it's still providing a purpose and a platform for people's stories that need to be told. And I just, I kind of was like, it's time. <laughs> so I left presence in July um, and jumped headfirst into podcasting. Um, and it's exciting and it's scary. And here we oh, are. <laughs> yeah. um, well, I think, yeah, I mean, it's just so important. I think like, cause I think for me, I would get like, so I think drowned and sort of like the bummer that is like the past like three and a half years and everything. Like if it wasn't for seeing so many people who are like creating content and just like, you know, letting their voices be heard and all these things. So it's just like, it's so awesome that you've also kind of embraced that and just saying like, now is the time if now more so than any other time to like, to do this and like feeling like inspired by this moment and not, um, you know, like you just weren't willing to wait or, you know, couldn't wait. And so many, so many of the things that are happening now are, you know, um, so long overdue. And there's just mm -hmm. so many, so many, yeah, like so many things happening at once that I'm sure, um, you know, there's other folks out there that have, uh, I think been embracing that energy of just sort of like kind of finding our, uh, our truth or our calling or something in, in the midst of the chaos, you know, like it kind yeah. of can sometimes in a weird way, give, uh, give some, get some clarity because we're all kind of like resetting and stuff like that. So, right. Yeah. We'll, we'll focus there. I mean, yeah. So you're, you know, you're kind of diving in with this podcast. So before we get too far along here, just give folks kind of the, uh, kind of the picture, you know, how yeah. you want to frame it. I'm just like explaining more like about this show. And, uh, you know, I've listened to, uh, some episodes and it's, it's just super awesome, like really great kind of conversational, uh, feel to it. But mm. yeah, I'd love to, love to hear your words of how, you know, it's kind of, uh, all put together in your mind. Oh, thank you. Sure. So my new show is called In Retrospect. That is In Retrospect um, with a Q at the end. So QT, not a C. It's very intentional. Um, it is a digital dialogue on the life lessons and lived experiences of queer and trans people of color. So every single guest on my show holds um, identities uh, specifically queer and or trans and then are people of color. Um, I'm a queer person of color myself, and I identify as bi and Filipina. And I also hold these identities of, I mentioned earlier, being an activist, but specifically for me, a representation activist, mm -hmm. as well as a retrospective storyteller. So the way that I talk about those two things is I just, I'm very adamant about how do we get more people who look like me or look like other marginalized identities or identify as other marginalized identities in media spaces. So music, television, cartoons, literally everything that we consume. Like how can I find a young Asian girl, you know, as the heroine, you know, who gets the boy at the end of the day? Or how do I find a ballerina who, you know, isn't white? Like these are things that I want to be able to see and I would love for kids to be able to see because then it just reaffirms that you can do anything you want to, right? No matter you know, where you come from or who you are. Um, and then the retrospective storyteller piece is that I love just talking about old shit. <laughs> like, I just love nostalgia. I love, you know, I my head and my 
Spotify playlist is just full of 90s music. And like, I, I just love being able to think about who we used to be and the timeframes um, back when, you know, things were different or how things have shaped us and the experiences uh, that we went through have shaped us. And so all of that combined is essentially in retrospect and that we can, you know, kind of process and unpack our experiences together and see how similar we are, but also how different as well as celebrate just queerness in its everyday moments. You know, like we aren't having gay pride parades every day, (laughs) you know, as much as that would be fun. Um, Mm. But it's just a wonderful way to just hear queer stories in a way that's just, it sounds normal, which it is. (laughs) And I just don't think that we have enough of it. Um, And especially queer people of color, because I love, as much as I love the queer content that's out there, like RuPaul's Drag Race and, um, uh, I want to say pose is the next one. It's like that's those are the two dichotomies is that, you know, we have spaces that are just very predominantly white queer people. And then things like pose come out um, where it's, you know, trans black women, trans Latinx women. And it's like, wow, like we can have both of these stories exist. Cool. I want to be able to create more of that. So mm-hmm. that's my show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's again, it's really great, like very conversational, feels really like genuine and authentic. And I guess I'm curious, like, did you think a lot about like the the style or the method that would like best serve that goal that you've had? Because it could, certainly could just be like a you know, round table, like, mm-hmm. you know, just talking about stuff or just like a very like formal and, you know, almost like journalistic kind of feel to it or something where you're still trying to tell stories. So like, right. But I think like, it feels very genuine to you, like your energy, you know? So I think that that <laughs> you made a good choice. I don't know if it was at all sort of a dilemma <laughs> for you, but like, did, well, I guess just like that creative process, did you like think about like, I mean, like the title or the vibe of the show a lot, or did it just seem to kind of come very like naturally to you? Oh my gosh. I want you to know how hard I rabbit hold with the intentionality behind this show. <laughs> like I went deep. Um, so originally the show was going to be called Dear Younger Self. And the concept of, um, you know, writing a letter to your younger self or, you know, what would you say to your younger self isn't new by any means. Um, and the inspiration for me actually came from higher ed because when we would do activities with like student leaders or RAs or really any students, sometimes we would do the activity of like, here kids, write, you know, something to yourself and we'll give you this letter at the end of the year so you can see like how far mm-hmm. you've come. Um, and I love that activity. I just thought like, how cool would it be to be in a show? So in retrospect, kind of started around that idea of like, just what would you say to your younger self? And then from there, it built out, it grew a little bit more intentionally with, okay, let's structure it in three parts. Let's talk about the first parts. Let's do story time. Let's, you know, hear and listen to guests' experiences um, and let, uh, let them lead the way. And then let's take a break because depending on what they bring in story time, it could be heavy, you know, it could be a coming out experience that wasn't as nice or it could be hilarious and funny really just whatever um but then the next section is the kitten caboodle which is our nostalgic pop culture section and that's where we get to just dive into like you know favorite movies music crushes all kinds of you know pop fun stuff Mm -hmm. um and then we end with a letter and so the the letter is the wrap-up of everything because it they usually do and this is 
mind you, this is not me. This is all my guests. <laughs> I wish I could take credit. They usually touch upon things in story time and in the pop culture segment that they wrap up in the letter. Um, and I made the very strategic decision not to like unpack the letter with them like on air, like, hey, like, let's talk about it. It just, you know, you get to say whatever you want to say and the audience just will receive it however they want to receive it. I think that's so beautiful. So with the show, I made sure that it felt like it had a natural like ebb and flow with it. So I'm glad that you say it's conversational and it feels organic and authentic. I'm like, yay, <laughs> I did it. <laughs> um, but also even the name. So I think the name is my most proud moment because I originally, like I said, called it Dear Younger Self. And I had it vetted it. I had vetted it. I don't even know language anymore. I had gotten it looked at <laughs> by a lawyer and she was like, I just don't know if this can be like copyrighted or like protected legally, Meg, like you might have to change the title. And I was like, ah, crap. Um, and I already knew that I wanted to focus my audience or my guests as queer and trans people of color. And so I went down this rabbit hole and I was watching a show on Hulu. I think it's canceled now. I'm really sad. I just learned that it's not getting renewed um, called High Fidelity. And it was mm -hmm. the remake of the movie. And she was just talking and she had used the word in retrospect, like in the show, in like one of the episodes of the show. And I was like, I love that word. And that's essentially what we're doing is like thinking about things retrospectively. And then I was like, but people and I Googled it, of course, and, you know, a couple podcasts pop up and I'm like, oh, shit, like I can't do it. <laughs> like that's not it's not what I can do. But I realized that if I'm going to focus, you know, this as a queer podcast, can I change how I spell it. And so I swapped out the last C to a Q. And it just so happens that the last two letters of the title is QT, which is queer and trans. And, and for a shortened um, abbreviation, when we talk about queer and trans people of color, we talk about them as cutie pock. So I thought that was really great and on the nose. <laughs> and so mm -hmm. I ran with it. And then um, for those who get to see the spelling, it's in and then retrospect is spelled re with a colon and the re specifically is a as a call to you know like in regards to um so talking when we're talking about the show talking about your younger self so the intentionality behind all of it was exhausting <laughs> but just well you like it was like serendipitous almost so yeah. yeah, yeah, that was really um, long. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean it's like cool to hear more of like people's creative process and stuff because I think just like, um, oftentimes, yeah, like a lot of thought goes into it. What might seem like just sort of simple on you know on the face, uh, but uh, yeah, and then obviously like that uh, classic, uh, you know, just like misspelling a word or something. It's like, oh yes, we can get the domain and like do whatever, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, it works out that way of like, cause yeah, it would have been such a bummer if it's like, oh, this is such a great name, but you know, I can't use it in a way that's like exclusive at all. Right. Um, so that's great. Um, so then, you know, you are really going all in with this show and, you know, you've done, you know, uh, kind of crowdfunding and like, uh, all these sorts of, uh, other supports and stuff. Um, so I guess just talking about that, like, you know, obviously you're super passionate about this, uh, this work and everything. So I guess just talking through that, I don't know if you had maybe kind of a fork in the road moment where you're like, well, maybe I could do this as just like a side project, but mm -hmm. so like, you know, there's, you know, opportunities and avenues that you could go all in with it. So I guess just talking through that decision-making process a little bit. So pre-COVID, I tell people this all the time, pre-COVID and pre-leaving my job, 
the the game plan was, hey, we're going to work at, you know, presence for another year. We're going to do a slow ramp up, <laughs> a side hustle of sorts to creating this show. And then life happened with COVID and then the summer happened and it's just like, how do we re- reframe the plan? So in June, I had I had already planned to come out with the show in June. This was, oh God, my timeline when I originally made it was back in last October for this new podcast. I was like, all right, June mm. 2020, I'm coming out. And how apropos and on the nose that phrasing was. It's like, I'm coming out <laughs> with this new show. And I knew that I had to, when I had made that decision that I was going to leave, I, I knew how I had to reframe and rework the coming out to not only be, hey, this is my show. It had to be, hey, I'm leaving my job. This is my show. How can you support me? Not only, you know, monet like um, uh, like liking and subscribing, but like, how can you support me monetarily? Because I'm taking a big leap of faith, and I have no idea where I'm going to land. Um, but this is what I want to do. I'm literally cashing in all my chips. And so I had worked with my mentors and some of my friends and it really kind of happened in an organic way because one of my friends, she was actually, I, she's my, um, episode two guest. She worked at a company called iPhone women and they do crowdfunding specifically for women. Um, and I was like, wow, that's right up my alley. Let's do that. And so that's how I kind of, um, started the crowdfunding campaign and then launched my Patreon in conjunction with that. And so I realized that this is the way that people can absolutely support creative people like me with just momentum and like actual backing. And so I just decided to do that. And I, I don't, I don't say that it was, again, the main plan, but it had to become the plan because just the way that life rolled out. Would I do it differently? Maybe. <laughs> I might change it up next time around. But for right now, I'm moving forward in trying to you know, increase my Patreon subscribers. I'm taking marketing and business classes on the side. Like I'm doing everything I can to make sure that this this is actually a business and not just you know, something that I enjoy doing but can't sustain me. And I want to make sure I'm learning and doing everything I can possible to make this sustainable. Yeah, it's so interesting with that of like, you know, creating some sustainability for you with it. Because it could like all things considered, you, you, and you know, I tell people a lot, tell people this a lot when they're talking with me about like, they're curious about starting their own show. It's like, you can do it on a shoestring budget. You could like just Mm -hmm. use your headphones, like come with your smartphone. They have a mic, you know, it'll sound okay. You can like put things up online and free places. Like you don't have to pay for like hosting or anything like that. But it's like, the more you put in, the more you're going to get out of it. Like better mic, better quality, streamline, you know, your upload processes through like a hosting provider and like, Mm -hmm. you know, grow your audience quicker or just have slicker, branding whatever you know like people are going to be like oh wow like you know i'm just scrolling looking for like a new show you know you get really good branding something distinguishing like again like your unique name like you know uh those sort of things like it's going to stick out to people so you know right i think this certainly yeah like the alternate universe of this show could be like well you know it's just a little side project and that sort of thing but like 
I, I kind of sense and feel it's almost like you want to do this right. So you're going all in and you're like really trying to put in the time and the effort and the resources. Um, yeah. And it's refreshing too. I mean, like, cause I, I kind of like, you know, geek out about stuff sometimes with like, you know, with marketing and I've taken some like, you know, stuff through Coursera and, and different platforms. Like yep. there's so much good content out there. And certainly again, like you want to do this right. You want to do it in the best way that you can. So you're, you know, uh, taking advantage of those resources out there. So um, absolutely. Yeah, that's really great. Um, Thanks. Well, and I guess then, you know, through this process, you know, so you decided to make that leap of faith and everything. And, you know, you're several episodes in at this point, it's the time of the recording. Um, so, like, what have you learned through this process of like choosing to go all in on your own and, you know, uh, get the support and stuff of your community and your audience and everything? So, like, what, what have you learned about yourself? What have you learned about, like, you know, <laughs> I don't know, podcasting or anything like technical, I guess? Yeah. Like, you know, what has what that learning process been like for you? Specifically in regards to podcasting casting one of the things that I've learned and I think you you'll understand this because you do this too is you learn the things you say Uh (laughs) in response Uh to certain things like people have different sayings people have different tics and one of the things that someone pointed out to me (laughs) I'm just so embarrassed about it but I I can't be because it's just what I do is whenever someone says something just like profound or just beautiful and I'm just I'm like I'm all into their story I'm kind of lo- I forget that I'm a host and I'm just like listening to them and they end their sentence I I go wow oh, I love that <laughs> and it's just like this emphatic like mm, yes oh I love that and it's just and I hate that someone pointed out to me because now every time I say it it's like oh god dang it Meg <laughs> like you did it again but it is what it is it's fine. I love it. I, I joked that I'm going to make like stickers <laughs> with different sayings on it that I do because it'd be funny. Um, But yes, the podcasting world has taught me that I, anyone can do podcasting. I, I 100% believe that it is one of those like unique, uniquely equitable media platforms, like um, creative platforms. But the high quality storytelling that I think that I look for in podcasts takes time and it takes time and it takes energy and resources and support that, you know, your everyday person may not have because they have a family or they're committed to, you know, a full-time nine to five job or, you know, other things in their lives. And so I'm in this unique situation where I'm like, okay, I don't have a job, you know, traditional job anymore. I have time to do this and I have, you know, my resources to do this. I'm going to do it well because I have no choice. (laughs) So um, that's what I learned about podcasting. What I learned about myself is that I have wild imposter syndrome and do not. Oh, gosh, I'm 30 now turning 31. I do not know how I operate in normal situations anymore because I genuinely think imposter syndrome is going to pop up every time. It's like, ah, what am I, what qualifies me to do this or talk mm-hmm. about this or, you know, who is telling me that I should do, like, should be here. And it's been such a battle to, to knock that annoying thing down. <laughs> and I'm still figuring it out. Um, and I think the last thing that I've learned is that this is always, when you love something so much and you want to do it well, you're going to put all of your heart and soul into it, but it doesn't mean it's not going to be hard. Um, I think that for me, 
I need to give myself grace in this process because there are going to be moments where I don't want to do all the editing and I don't want to do the transcript or the show notes or all the things that come along with podcasting. Um, but that doesn't mean that I'm not giving enough or I'm that, that I'm not enough. I think a lot of the times we equate our worth as humans with how much we do and how hard we work with our productivity. And I think that's not fair. So I think those are the things I've learned in this process for myself is, you know, take your time. You're going to say, oh, that's wonderful. Or, oh, that's lovely all the time. And that's OK. And it's OK if you don't you know, want to do the editing on certain days. Like you can take a break mm -hmm. and you're still great. Yes. So um, that's what I yeah. mean. No, I mean, there's so much good stuff there because I definitely like I mean, yeah, I've been doing this. uh in between different shows for over six years and it's like i had to take like a break between the shows just to like you know cleanse my palate kind of thing you know and just like almost feel excited mm -hmm. to do it again and even now it's like well you know what i'm gonna try it at the very least every other week like every week was kind of a beast and you know only just with yeah. like the current state of the world did i like for three months straight go through like a bunch of bonus episodes but it's like i'm also framing these as bonus episodes because i'm not doing this all the time because it definitely gets draining <laughs> with a newborn and like everything else so yeah. but, um, but it was like well you know it was exciting i was only doing that because people reached out and like you know they were eager to share out some you know the stuff that they're working on but yeah like it's hard and there, there are times where yeah. you know um i'm like oh man that you know that episode maybe didn't catch on as i thought it did but you know or, or i thought it should yeah i think it there's definitely doing this for a long time and i think you know i've run, written that roller coaster of emotions of like you know uh, my only value is in my output like you know if nobody listens to my show then i'm like mm -hmm. a worthless piece of crap you know like um but it's like no i enjoy <laughs> doing this i know people listen and enjoy it they have told me so so it's just like it is what it is and for me like whatever i'm expecting out of it is like you know i think that's also important for people because i think if you're just doing it as a side project, but you're expecting it to be the biggest show on the face of the earth. And it's like, well, I mean, you, you have to put in a lot of work. Like it, it deserves a lot of work. Did yeah. you want to do it right? If you want it to be like, you know, this big deal or whatever, or if you want to make money off of it. So, you know, for me, it's like anything that I get coming into the blog or any of these things, it's like, it's just, you know, and I always say this, but it's like, it sounds gross. I'm like, oh, it's just gravy and the cherry on top, which of course, not at the same time. Uh, these are two different meals that I'm eating with uh, extra on top. Um, but like, uh, so yeah, like it's, I think, yeah, just what resonated with me, like, what is your goal? So like that you're determining kind of like the amount of work that you're willing to kind of put into it. Like it, it you know, kind of have to like equate those things and then just like, Kind of keeping a level head of not, you know, entirely investing your emotional well-being into content that you're creating, you know, um, because I think you right. might get something that catches on and you're chasing that high and you're like, well, maybe I should just like do that again or I should just, you know, I don't know, like you just get so mixed up so, versus just like follow your heart. Who do you want to talk to? Like, what are the stories that you want to tell? Like, what is the content that you want right. to create um, and all those sort of things? But yeah, I mean, I, I definitely like, especially like having a newborn, like, like this is a lot of work and um, mm -hmm. how to balance it. So, um, I appreciate you, uh, yeah, you sharing all that. Yeah. I mean, and I guess, you know, as you're hitting your stride and getting, you know, episodes going here, is there anything that you could tease anything that people could look forward to, uh, for the podcast that, uh, you have coming up? So I just recorded two episodes this week and they both are with, they both identify as male. One is my friend who is a Colombian American who was also a Navy vet and also has 
a history of drug addiction and also identifies as HIV positive and has a lot of depth in his story. Um, and it's also, for me, was really fun to have a conversation with because it was our first person who was not born in America. And so he brought the multicultural aspect of, you know, two nationalities in the space. Mm. And so we unpack a lot um, about what it was like being queer, um, not only in America, but in another country and just how those two different cultures, what those expectations are of queerness and of masculinity and of, you know, who you're supposed to be. Um, and I thought that was just a really fun and just different story that I haven't been able to to listen to yet on the show. Um, and my guest that I actually inter- interviewed today, he talked a lot about family as well. Um, he is a black pansexual um, individual, also in higher ed. Um, and he talked about body image and body... Um, body positivity but specifically how and then this is where I love that this is higher ed show how he, him getting involved in cheerleading and how he was a cheerleader at college at NC State um, helped him accept him for who he is and so we got to hear the you know transformative power of college and of college athletics um and hearing him tell that story was just really beautiful because I actually hadn't heard that yet. I knew he was a cheerleader, but I didn't know all of that. And um, so for folks listening, these next two episodes are definitely touching upon masculinity in different ways. Um, but both are, you know, providing their own unique takes on on obviously their lived experiences. So hopefully that will be interesting for folks. And of course, we get to, you know, talk about pop culture stuff, too. So all of that's fun. Great. Well, yeah, I mean, that sounds like really great stuff to uh, look forward to. And um, I guess, and what I'm excited for too, because I don't know if this is sort of like in the back of your mind, and certainly it's like the imposter syndrome for sure. But like, thankfully, I've not had like a wholly negative experience with this. But like, as you're establishing like the stories that you want to tell and the people that you want to talk to, like, I don't know who it might be in your case, but like, who the like, reach guests are, you know, when you're like, Ooh, you know what, I would love to talk to like, <laughs> this person, you know, whoever, because um, that's what it like reassuring to me is recently like and, and again they're like reaches very much purely in my sure. own instance I'm sure other people would be like oh I don't even know who that is but like <laughs> I, I'm excited to see like if you like I don't know like because I know you, you're obviously like uh, you know super active on social media about like you know you're uh, kind of getting into the weeds of your process of like you're talking to and that kind of stuff so I look forward to seeing if you're like oh my god this person said yes or something you know like that's like such a cool like milestone when you kind of like can like you know put that notch in your belt of just like oh yeah I get that you know that first person who felt mm-hmm. like kind of a reach you know um, that's always like really fun yeah. I I have that person in my mind mm-hmm. um, and it's so funny so I have a, a list what I, I have I use Airtable to like organize all my Mm -hmm. podcast stuff and I have a list called celebrity guests, dream guests. And ironically, my reach guest isn't like Hollywood superstar. Um, And and the way that I've tiered it is like I have Hollywood superstars and I have like people who've been on Netflix and then like influencers. (laughs) It's like a weird tier. So but the person I'm most excited about that I would die um is his name is jerry and jerry jeremiah harris full name um was on the netflix show cheer Mm. and jerry is just like 
enthusiasm personified. Like he he loves and supports everybody that is on his cheerleading team and everyone um, just gives him praise for just how supportive and wonderful he is. Just a positive human. And Jerry's gone through some stuff, um, but has just been recognized over and over again for just having a beautiful spirit and just being very kind. Um, and I would love to be able to talk to Jerry, especially after this, you know, recent episode that I recorded where my friend was a cheerleader. So I was like, oh, and that now my brain is like, let's get Jerry. <laughs> let's make Jerry fall in love with this show so he can come on and tell me all of the things. So putting that uh putting that energy out into the universe. So we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. Yes. But well then I guess uh yeah as we're kind of winding down I'll I'll sort of start to because uh, I feel like this, I don't know, however it might resonate, we can kind of uh, combine the next two questions of the stuff I always like to ask of like what you're geeking out about, like what's sure. grabbing your attention. So I don't know if it's sort of like maybe the stuff that you've been uh, taking and like you said, in like marketing business stuff that is resonating or uh, just other like books, mm-hmm. podcasts, documentaries, other stuff that you'd want to recommend that we could uh, link out to in the show notes. I'm currently geeking out on, I signed up for a podcast conference that is virtual um it starts next week called Podfest and it is my first podcast conference and I'm super excited to learn all the things that I need to know and the things that I thought I knew <laughs> about podcasting uh-huh. um a lot of that you know monetization just different professional development stuff so it'll be really exciting and also to just connect with other people who do this you know I think you Dustin are one of maybe three or four people that I know that do podcasting full time. So it's just exciting for me to like grow that like friend group (laughs) out. Uh Um, uh Other things I'm geeking out on is I'm currently watching the umbrella Academy. I'm on episode six. I love this show. I never read the comic. I really probably should because everyone who are are like super, super fans stands really love umbrella Academy. So I need to, dive deeper in that um i'm re-watching lost um and i hadn't watched lost since i was in like high school so i really am honestly just watching it as a new person (laughs) as if i've never seen this show before and i will say for anyone who's never watched lost you need to it is so good it is so so good and it has a lot of like time um time traveling things that you don't expect in the show at all to like pop up later in the seasons. And so that's a little teaser for anyone that's interested. And I guess the last couple things would be, uh, I'm still on animal crossing or not even still, but for those of, you, of y'all who've joined. Yeah. I mean, it's never going away. <laughs> never going away. <laughs> animal crossing has saved my life and has helped me through the pandemic. So I'm really looking forward to watching more fireworks and swimming in the ocean. That's really <laughs> what I'm geeking out on. It's very, uh, very appropriate. I have like a backlog of uh, games I need to play because um, like I've just, I mean, yeah, I, I think I'm like justifying it because it's like, well, no, I have the time. I'm just at home, but also like, well, I'm not spending money on these other things. So I can finally just buy a bunch of games. And I'm like, well, I don't even have that much time. Right now I'm just going to have like a stack of games I need to play through. But um, yes, yeah, I'll reinforce Lost, one of my favorite shows of all time. Um, and I like. I think I rewatched it with my wife um, mm. sometime in the past couple of years, but we like did, uh, it was the first time for her, but rewatched for me, but it had been since right. it like ended um, that we watched uh, uh, Breaking Bad and then the uh, the follow-up like epilogue movie, El Camino. Mm. Um, so we just did that nice. recently. And then uh, I feel like, yeah, we might do, we might do something else, but yeah, it is almost like, 
enough time because like with Breaking Bad, like I remember watching it when it ended. So it was like a similar thing of like, well, that's been like six years. Like, it, 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 like when you like revisit it after so many right. years, you're coming at it in such a different place. And there's like, well, I remember like the signature milestone moments, but like how they got there. And then I like just appreciated the like artistry mm-hmm. of it more, you know, because I wasn't having to like follow the story yes. as much. So that's, uh, yeah, that's all good stuff. And I, I need to watch uh, Umbrella Academy. That's like, personally, I think I'll watch that like on my own time. I don't think my life will be uh, interested, but. I hear um, you on that. And honestly, I think those yeah. are <laughs> some of my favorite shows are the ones that you can just watch by yourself. Like it's for you. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's always good to have a couple of those. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, uh, you kind of are alluding, I guess, to a little bit of this of just sort of like, you know, the stuff getting you through, um, you know, these trying times, unprecedented <laughs> times, as we all say. But like, you know, how do you stay, you know, motivated? Like what's kind of uh, certainly like you're you're going on a, a bold new adventure here during, you know, such unprecedented times and everything. So, you know, how are you kind of working to keep yourself well, keeping yourself motivated yeah. and all that? Um, you know, what are you what are you doing there to kind of keep yourself motivated? I am... I've never been shy of telling people about my mental health journey and struggles. Um, and one of the things that I found very helpful, almost like, I don't want to be dramatic, but almost life-saving throughout the pandemic mm. has been um, this group called Peer Support Space. They're based out of Orlando um, and uh, it's a nonprofit and they do um, peer, peer-to-peer mental health um, support. And so in pandemic times, what that's translated to is they do um, daily calls Monday through Saturday, two calls a day. Um, And it's just you log in and you can talk about, you know, your day. You can talk about things you're struggling with. Sometimes different days have different themes. So it's like Fridays are show and tell and then topic Tuesday or whatever. Um, And each call has different people on it because you just never know who's going to call in. But as someone who didn't, uh, not didn't, but like at the time didn't have a therapist um, or didn't have the money for the therapist, this was just such a really wonderful way to support that for me. Um, And I just found a group of people that were ready to listen and ready to cheer me on when things, you know, with the podcast are going great or, you know, when I decided to leave my job and, you know, was going through that tough time of like reconciling what the next step was and I was panicking, they were there for that too. And so I really am glad that I found um, that network of folks and um, encourage folks to check them out. Their peersupportspace.org is their website. um, And they help people all over the country. They're based out of Orlando, but they work with people literally everywhere. And they're my kind of my family away from my family, which segues to what I'm really looking forward to in the next two weeks, which is seeing my mom. Um, I'm driving to Houston, trying to be as COVID and socially distant safe as possible, but I'm going to see my mother and my father and my siblings and spend a couple days in Texas um, just reconnecting. And it's been a minute so i'm really looking forward to it yeah absolutely definitely needed i think we've all been uh you know dealing with all this and getting to be a bit uh, burnt out and fatigued mm-hmm. so i think we're uh I would, I would encourage everybody to start thinking about you know as much as I, I, a lot of people i know are being obviously super safe it's like you gotta like be a part of your communities you gotta be a part of you know you know your families and stuff like that so i know it's been helpful for us especially as new parents to you know, with appropriate precautions and preparations and stuff, like just 
bringing people in to share, you know, um, our newborn with, mm-hmm. and just like, it helps to just be like, Oh my gosh, like some sense of normalcy. And like, even just for like a brief little time. So I'm very glad that you can, uh, have some of that time yes. and yeah, definitely something to look forward to, to kind of yeah rejuvenate you, keep yes. you motivated, keep you moving forward. So, yes. um, yeah, uh, such good stuff. Uh, thank you so much for your time and all that you shared and, uh, we'll have ways to connect with you and the work that you're doing and everything that you mentioned down in the show notes as usual, but, um, yeah, just thanks again. And, uh, uh, appreciate your time. Thank you, Dustin. It was always fun as always. I'm just happy to hear your voice, A, because you have such a great podcast voice, um, and B, <laughs> to just catch up because, yeah, this time last year you did not have a baby. <laughs> so <laughs> exciting things on your end too. So yes. congratulations for you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Thanks again for listening. And we'll see you in the next episode of the Higher Ed Geek Podcast.